0: Hey. Hey. Have you ever noticed how we're different and
1: we're same and the same and we're different and we're different and the same? All kinds of people. people. All kinds of people. people. All kinds of people in the world.
0: Now, on the Talk of Muncie WMUN, All Kinds of People, hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Happy Monday. I hope everybody is... um, bundled up and doing well. Welcome to all kinds of people, WMUN, the Talk of Muncie, and delighted to have Brianna Price, the Deputy Director of the Job Source Community Action Agency in Anderson, Indiana, with us today. Brianna, thanks for stopping by the studio.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Welcome, and um, before we get into the work at the not-for-profit and what I think is a really notable grant that you and Doug Eckerty secured. I want to spin the wheel backward to Albany, Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Back in your youthful days, um, you and a sister and a mom. Yes. And share a little bit with the audience of some of the memories of those days and sisterhood and having a good sister partner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I was uh, very fortunate to grow up in Albany, Indiana. Um, My sister and I are only a year and a half apart, so very um, close and did everything together. And um, we attended Albany Elementary and we played softball every summer and would walk ourselves from uh, our house to the softball diamond and pretty much spent every day on the softball diamond diamond in the summer. Um, the concession stand was our uh, favorite you know, treat in the uh, between games. And I uh, can still remember the taste of those hot dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Softball and hot dogs. Softball and hot dogs. Doesn't and, get any better than that. And
1: Dairy Dream. I mean, let's Ooh. not forget, it was right next to Dairy Dream and uh, Pizza King. So on a really, really, <laughs> uh, you know, momentous weekend of, of, of games, we would get treated with uh, pizza breadsticks uh, soft-baked cookie, and then Dairy Dream right after.
0: So this is quite the diet for a softball player. Absolutely. Yeah. At that
1: age, when your metabolism yeah. is going, why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I was quite intrigued by the fact that your mom, juggling a lot of issues, went on to a 30-year career as a mm-hmm. nurse, um, which I, I find that side of your background very interesting because I just – nurses give up a lot.
1: <laughs> mm, oh my goodness. Um, that's an understatement. So we um, came here when I was about kindergarten, first grade. Uh, my mom was born and raised also here. And um, we um, found ourselves basically just the three of us. And um, my mom had uh, no degree. She had gone into the Air Force. So we um, She got a job waitressing at Shoney's in Muncie okay, and um, saved up enough money over a year to um, go to part-time and work and put herself to school full-time at Ball Ball State. Whoa. While raising the two of you. While raising the two of us. And uh, it was very, like, we just scraped by, um, of course, my sister Shalane and I didn't know we were poor. We just were. And um, we had a wonderful childhood. And... uh, Uh, Knew that we couldn't buy the new shoes and the new clothes, but we. other than that, it really didn't uh, negatively affect us because my mom was um, phenomenal and um, made our lives wonderful and spoiled us rotten with what money she could scrape together. She graduated top of her class in the accelerated nursing program and uh, then became an LPN and, um, uh, God bless her, had to work night shift for close to 13 years before a day shift opened, so she would work all night, come home catch a few hours of sleep, and then be up by the time we got off the bus for school. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) And then she went back to school at Ball State to become an RN. And uh, some of the best things ever are bumping into uh, people that I've grown up with who I've known since uh, kindergarten or sixth grade who said, your mom was my nurse in labor and delivery, and she was amazing, and I'll never forget how wonderful she was. And she is. She's pretty much the best. That
0: has to be a great memory, and I just— I really liked the stories (laughs) of parents that faced a lot of challenges along the way, but just kind of turned it upside down to demonstrate they could get things done um, while still juggling family Mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, So Delta High School, um, (laughs) both Honor Society and Academic Honors, um, were there things at Delta that started triggering your interest in not-for-profits or working with others, or no, not yet?
1: Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, and I'll quote some of my classmates back then, they'll, <laughs> they'll tell you that I was always like, you know, the champion of right, and uh, I was constantly, you know, debating in our classes, which we had some really wonderful, wonderful teachers at Delta High School who really challenged our way of thinking in history and English. Um, Kip Olmstead and Mrs. Irving were just wonderful in our block class, and they really challenged us to think outside the box and debate you know historical events and what they had implications on present day and I was yeah, I was definitely um <clears throat> somewhat of a what do you call probably goody goody just you know always like the idealist <laughs> yeah yeah, that's fine,
0: <laughs> I mean it seems to me that given the work you're doing um and and trying to help others out in the whole not-for-profit world, triggering new ideas and how to do things differently is something that becomes essential. Mm. And so if, in fact, Delta gave you at least the base of that to start <laughs> with.
1: It was, uh, we were very um, encouraged to think for ourselves mm-hmm. and problem solve in um, our theater program, uh, okay. which was run by Mr. Williams, and he was... Uh, Uh, actually I think he went to Harvard and he was he came to middle Indiana we don't know why but we're grateful he did and he um, empowered us with the ability to um, create and and problem-solve and um, yeah we just we had some phenomenal teachers in the the art program Mr. Hughler um, they would take us on field trips (laughs) and we would get to explore Chicago, and I mean, who, who does that anymore? Do they still do those types of things in high school? I would hope.
0: Yeah, I think they still do, but probably to a more limited extent due yeah. to budget and a few other things that are in play. But yeah. So, I heard theater. Yeah. Were you we up on stage? I was. Doing various roles, yeah. singing?
1: Uh, oh, well, uh, I actually did musical theater after um, high school. <laughs> Um, but, um, no, in high school, uh, Mr. Williams was a self-proclaimed non-musical director. Um, so we did non-musical productions. Um, but um, I, and again, I'm probably biased, but the classes that were ahead of me and, and right behind me were so full of talent and, and friends who I still look up to today.
0: But you were part of that talent. Thank you.
1: Um, I would say I was a very minor supporter. <laughs> um, I was just really Really had a great time, and probably the best, the, the feather in the cap for my, my theater time there at Delta would have been when we got to do a Midsummer Night's Dream. Shakespeare is my favorite. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great experience. <laughs> and then you went on to um, the Kelly School of Business. I did. At IUPUI. Again, cum laude,
1: mm-hmm. Honors
0: College. But was the goal to get into business, do you think?
1: No, I started as an art major at Ball State. Um my um, uh, my my transition happened due to my severe practicality, probably instilled <laughs> in me by my mother, um, that uh, I wasn't gonna make a, a, wa- a livable wage as an artist. So I switched to uh, business, <clears throat> thinking that would be a safe major. To be brutally honest, and yep. then unexpectedly fell in love with it.
0: Yeah, um, we're with Brianna Price, everybody, the deputy director of the Job Source Community Action Agency in Anderson. And when we come back, a little bit more about those college days and her family, but also about the grant that her and Doug Eckerdie secured. So stay with us on all kinds of people. is WMUN's All Kinds of People with Dr. Joe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm with Brianna Price, the Deputy Director of the Job Source Community Action Agency in Anderson. And When we left uh, during the break, Brianna, I I had you into Kelly School of Business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Graduated with honors, um, business management, human resources. Mm -hmm. But You kind of also found a little love into marketing and doing an internship and advertising and marketing. And what triggered that change and got you going on that?
1: Um, Again, I I keep saying it, but we had, I just had some of the best professors. Um, So we had uh, retired professors, uh, excuse me, they were retired from the private sector. Um, So the former uh, director of marketing uh, for Kraft Foods was my marketing professor. Um, The former CEO of Windrose Property um, Real Estate Investment Trust was my strategic um, professor, business strategy. So um, they really put together... uh, basically cases that we had to solve for businesses with real, that really existed, that had real really issues, and we were able to do that um, as teams and figure out where uh, all the pieces fit together from strategy to finance to marketing to um, uh, research and data. And, um, and, yeah, I was able to get an internship with the Indy Partnership, which okay. is the marketing arm for um, the Indianapolis region's economic development. And they would basically go coast to coast to try to attract businesses to that area and um, put together research and data to incentivize them coming there and planting business and industry. Okay. And it was a wonderful internship. It was right on a circle. And I remember thinking, Ah. wow, I've made it, right? (laughs) Down
0: on the circle in Indianapolis, big time. I was like, wow,
1: I've made it. Not not quite, but – it was it, it was enough. I was hooked at that point from what what communication and 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 good data based marketing and research can do.
0: But clearly, that opportunity had to open your eyes to the potential of developing business or oh. bringing bringing key things into an area sure. and learning how to do all that. Yes.
1: Yes, and. Um, and very much, oh, go ahead.
0: No, and helping a lot of other people out in the process.
1: Yeah, I'm um, very much a um, let's do things the right way and save ourselves a lot of time and money and, and have better outcomes and, um, and um, figuring out what that right way is and I think I drive my coworkers crazy because I'm constantly (laughs) (laughs) scrutinizing well this could be better or this could be more efficient or you know there's there's a tool for that let's see a little doodle pad always by your
0: side yes so (laughs)
1: um yeah I think very much I'm I'm pretty it's probably just a a inherent compulsion that I can't help myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it certainly led to a neat career path um I want to stop with that career path for just a second and ask about juggling three children in the process (laughs) (laughs) as you move forward with this. Mm -hmm. Um, What's that like? What are their interests all of a sudden?
1: Yeah, we are very blessed. We have uh, 12, nine, and five-year-old. Okay. um, Daughter and two sons and this last year or two has been the first years we've um, dum- jumped into the foray of uh, youth sports. They were uninterested up until about a year or two ago, and then all of a sudden they were interested in it all. So we <laughs> found ourselves Monday through Saturday completely uh, overwhelmed with practices and tournaments and games between volleyball and soccer, but it's wonderful. I played volleyball and, and loved it, enjoyed it. I wasn't very good, but I really enjoyed it. At Delta, yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay and, um it was it's been great to be able to play with my daughter and um she's enjoying that quite a bit and um um uh, my husband Jared, and I met at delta. We were high school sweethearts, okay. and uh we've been married for twenty years and uh yeah, he's my best friend and partner, and I wouldn't do anything else without him he's uh we uh share everything have fifty fifty in terms of parenting and uh he works full-time i work full-time so it's a juggle but we, we make I know. it work
0: <laughs> i'm just always fascinated by i think the people we've had in the show that have had an impact but they're also juggling a family mm-hmm. and doing some fun things with the family too to make sure they make time for that and yeah um it does become an interesting issue especially if they all get active to <laughs> the encouragement of parents, by the way,
1: <laughs> it's it's an extreme juxtaposition. Jared and I feel like our hair's on fire, and there are days we cannot get it all done. <laughs> but for a parent who is single, um, single parenting, I will I will go down to my grave saying that is the hardest job alive. Yep. Watching my mom do it, and then uh, working with the it single will. parents that I work with, it is is next to impossible. It's, nec- it's, it's next to impossible. Yeah,
0: challenging to say the least. Um, I am curious now a little bit about the grant that you and Doug Eckerty pursued Mm -hmm. and got. Um, Just briefly, the the impact of the grant and what you hope to accomplish with it. Okay. Um,
1: Um, So the program that we are bringing to Indiana, which is um, based out of Louisville, Kentucky, and it's called Family Scholar House. Okay. It is a program that is to support single parents who want to um, make uh, better income and wage and, and lifestyle for themselves and their children uh, through higher education. And um, as I mentioned, being a single parent by itself is ridiculously difficult. But trying to put yourself through school in the, in the same time, while trying to still provide enough income for yourself and your child when you don't have any other alternate well, income, very challenging. In, to almost say the um, least. again next to impossible. Mm-hmm. And so this program is to provide. Um, Wraparound supports, um, coaching, guidance, advocacy, academic coaching, financial literacy, but we also um, provide housing. So it's, it's crucial for them to be able to have um, you know a safe and wonderful, secure place to live with the, their children while they're in school, um, and it's um, something that they can afford at that time while their income is decreased yeah. while they're in school. And um, we, don't, we don't choose who comes into the program. They choose themselves. But generally, our our program participants are single mothers. Um, They are at or below poverty level. Okay. Um, 86% of them have been uh, survivors of violence, which is um, a horrible statistic. And um, uh, closer to 78% of them are homeless. um, And 88% are housing insecure, meaning that they are in housing, but they don't know if they're going to be able to stay in that housing situation. So there's a lot of struggle with um, anyone who's coming in from uh, poverty who's looking to graduate themselves out of it. But this program has a 90% graduation rate. Whoa, whoa.
0: (laughs) And it's going to impact Muncie directly.
1: Absolutely. So we're (laughs) thrilled to be able to partner with Ball State. And um, Ball State is partnering with us on providing uh, housing through the Scheidler Apartments and we'll be partnering with them in their student services, admissions, financial aid. Um, but we also partner with all schools. So Ivy Tech is a, is a huge partner for us across all municipalities because we will have multiple scholar houses in Indiana thanks to this grant. Um, and this grant is really key because without it, we couldn't launch multiple campuses. <laughs> okay,
0: And it's important to have multiple campuses.
1: We would like this to be all over Indiana. Every everywhere there's a, every town that has a college I think should have something like this. I just have
0: a sense for the tone of your voice. It, we will be all over <laughs> Indiana, thank yep. you, before it's all over. <laughs> yep. So this this becomes your big project in 2024.
1: We we launched mm-hmm. Anderson Scholar House in uh, 2020 and uh, excuse me 2021 was when we first did our intake and uh, we have housing there. And uh, then we we will be doing Ball State and Muncie. And then we will also be in Marion and then Indianapolis. Okay. That's our five-year plan.
0: Okay, so once you trigger all this, as we kind of conclude the show, <laughs> <laughs> what do you and husband and kids going to do to unwind from <laughs> all this and take a breather? <laughs>
1: um, we, we, have, we make dinner together every night and eat and then clean up together. And if there's daylight, we'll play outside. But um, generally... It's um, like last night we made cookies because that's all we had time for.
0: <laughs> that goes back to the early days we talked about you snacking at various places. Yeah, so that's cool. <laughs> that becomes even better. <laughs> We've been with Brianna Price, everybody, the deputy director of the Job Source Community Action Agency in Anderson, Indiana. Um, I simply want to thank you for taking the time and and I guess for taking your career path down a road, maybe influenced by mom, mm-hmm. um, to impact others with this new program starting up. And um, I'm quite sure WMUN will keep all of the folks in Muncie and surrounding areas informed about the program as it grows and develops. So I
1: hope so.
0: Thanks so much for being with us. And here's to a good 2024.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you tune in again. Every Monday at 9.30, it's Dr. Joe saying have a good week.